What is up, After Hours Entrepreneur? If you're ready to create better content in less time so you can focus on what you love, my friend, you are in the right place. Today's episode is all about creating these systems, these processes, these ways that we can create much better content in less time. And one of the major catalysts of making this happen is having a show, is having a podcast, having a place where you're producing relevant, interesting, informational content for people that need to hear it. I love the way Kate Casey puts this down. Pretend that they're on fire and you're the only one with the hose. So let me tell you, friend, if you are stuck in a holding pattern, you're just not making progress on your digital brand, your podcast isn't growing, you're just stumbling and bumbling and fumbling around, stop right now. I got your back. We're going to get you from zero to hero ASAP. You're going to start creating better content in less time so you can focus on what you love. That's what we do here at Mark's Font Meeting, the After Hours Entrepreneur. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We were talking all about podcasting today. Honestly, I love Clubhouse. And if you're not on Clubhouse, if you're not in these audio-only apps, definitely think about it because I'm getting so much fantastic knowledge from people, A, and B, able to give fantastic knowledge to people. I mean, let's face it. We want to disseminate information. We want to send out our wisdom. And these audio-only apps are a fantastic way to do that. So one of the challenges that we have with these audio-only apps is that they take up a lot of time. My normal room lasts at minimum two hours. Sometimes it goes as long as two and a half to three. Not everyone has that kind of time. So what I like to do is create content for you in much less time. So this is my recap of the top takeaways from this week in Clubhouse. So the first question that we tackled was how to get more engagement from our audience. How? And and frankly, as podcasters, it can be really tough to get feedback. And I don't know if this is a fault of mine, but whenever someone asks me a question, I try to give them the best answer that I can. But how can we get more engagement from our podcast audience? I'm going to give you a few different tips here. One of which is you can put a little keyword in your call to action. As an example, do you want to get more tips on how to create more engagement? DM at Mark Savant Media on Instagram, code word engagement. That's what you do right now. Go to at Mark Savant Media on Instagram, code word engagement. Now, you see what I did there? I gave a very, very clear call to action to my listeners, to my audience, to you. I'm telling you exactly where to go, exactly what to do when you get there. And I found it to be a really solid way of creating engagement, having conversations with my listeners and fans just like you. So go to at Mark Smart Media on Instagram, DM me the word engagement. How else can we get more engagement from our fans? Well, quite frankly, if you're not repurposing for vertical video, you're making a big mistake. This is a huge opportunity right now. YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, TikTok videos, really, really powerful place, a really powerful area that you can start to develop organic reach. If all you're doing is posting full-length videos on YouTube or full-length videos on Facebook, it's, it's just not going to work, I'm afraid. So you got to find ways to create short-form vertical videos, and they perform very well. If you can get a bit to 30 seconds or under, that's magnificent. And quite frankly, this episode that you're listening to right now is being recorded on video and being chopped up for distribution all across the interwebs. So if you want to know more about that, if you want to know how to do that, you know where to find me, at MarkSpotMe on Instagram. Hit me up. I would be happy to give you some pointers there. The third thing that I would recommend when you're trying to get engagement is say, hey, listen, you like the show, you like me, let's hop on a phone call. I just want to get on a phone call. I want to hear more about you. I want to know how I can serve you better. And when you start focusing more on the listener, engagement you'll find just kind of 
tends to slap you back in the face. So my, my quick takeaways here would be make sure you have a strong, direct call to action. A. B, make sure you're repurposing your content for short form vertical video. Super powerful right now. And three, try to get as many listeners as you can on the phone. Just send them a Calendly link, get them on the phone so you can hear more about their problems and how you can create content to solve those problems or products to solve those problems or services to solve those problems. Get to solving people's problems. The other thing that I just want to go a little bit deeper on is how should you record your video interviews? There's different ways. I think the most obvious way is using something like Zoom. It's free. Everyone knows how to use it. You can record, you can live stream. You can do a lot of cool things with Zoom. But the audio and video is not very good. It's not really designed for podcasting. I recommend using a program like Riverside.fm. It's a great program, very well worth the cash, and it's going to record video and audio locally on both sides of the connection. So if I'm interviewing a guest in, let's say, Mumbai, it's going to have a crystal clear video and audio from that person and a crystal clear audio and video on my side. It's saved in the cloud. You download it, bada boom, bada bing. And I'll tell you what, when you're repurposing content, getting that high quality video and audio makes all the difference. In the links below, in the comments below, I've got a link so you can try out Riverside.fm for free. It will cost you $0. You can check it out. You can try it if you like it. I'll put a link below. So check it out. Get it for free. Try it out. I, I think you'll be as impressed as I am. I use it. I wouldn't use anything else. It's just a great program. The third question that came up is, how can I get people to pay attention to me online? And the answer is complex, but simple at the same time. It's, it's very simple. Craft a bold message. Craft a bold message. Evan Carmichael really honed in on this when I was chatting with him on the After Hours Entrepreneur. I don't know, several dozen episodes ago, but craft a bold message. And there's a few reasons why this is important, but namely having a bold message is going to clearly convey the value that you bring. So it also is going to make sure that you're attracting the correct tribe. You want to be attracting the right people. As soon as someone lands on your page without burning any calories, they should know exactly what you do and if you're for them. And if you're not hitting there, your message isn't clear, it isn't bold enough. So let's go over what should my bold message include. Your bold message should be very clear, clear about who you are, what you do, and who it's for. Your bold message should be concise. You don't want to have a rambling paragraph. You want to be able to get it out quickly and easily so people can remember it. My bold message, helping you create better content in less time so you can do what you love. That's it. And quite frankly, if you check back me with a, in a year, my bold message is going to be a lot better than that. It's going to be sharper. It's going to be more concise. We're going to use more keywords. It's going to be big time. And then lastly, I want you to make sure that your bold message is not about you. The bold message is about them. Your bold message is about the listener, the viewer, the customer. The more that everything you do revolves around your customer, the better off your business is going to be and the faster your podcast is going to grow. Focus on the listener. It's not all about you, bro. I'm sorry. So let's talk about what goes into a great intro for your podcast, aka how can I create an amazing intro for my podcast? And the answer is your podcast intro should include a few different things. First off, your podcast intro should motivate. It should get people energized and motivated to listen. Your intro should educate. What is your show about? And third, 
Your intro needs to differentiate you. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's millions of podcasts. What makes you different? Your intro should really nail in that motivation, education, and differentiation. Got that out right. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Again, your podcast intro should not be too long. I know for me, and this is anecdotal, when I'm listening to a new podcast and the intro is, min is a minute long, I'm already tuned out. I would recommend keeping it to 15 seconds or less, no more than 30 seconds. If you go to 30 seconds, you are pushing it. it really, you should be at about 10 seconds for your intro, maybe 15. And then lastly, try to see if you can incorporate some keywords in there. Because again, you should have keywords in everything you do. It helps with search. It helps people to identify if this is for them or not. I would definitely encourage you, see if you can put some keywords in your introduction. And that, my friends, is how you craft an incredibly effective intro. And by the way, you notice that one of the things I didn't say was mandatory or necessary for your intro is music. It's nice to have music in your intro, but it, I don't think it's necessary. Quite frankly, I don't have music in my intro, and I probably will at some point, but I, I just don't think it's necessary. I want to get right into the meat and potatoes. I just want to get right into the content. I don't, I don't think that most people care about intro music in, in general, um, unless it's very professionally done. Now, that being said, if you want, if you love, if you need to have intro music, you're not sure where to get it, I recommend audiojungle.com. That's where I get my music from, which is not that often, but audiojungle.com, a great resource for finding copyright-free tunes for your podcast. So then the conversation turns to outsourcing. How can you outsource your podcast? First off, you got to get clear about budget. How much do you want to outsource? Can you afford an agency? Do you just want to hire a virtual assistant? Can your mom or dad or your kids help you out with it? What's your budget? You need to know how much money you're going to be spending on this project. Secondly, write down a list of everything that you do to create your podcast. What do you really hate? What's the stuff in that list that you just don't want to do? It's always pushed off to last minute. That's probably something that you want to start outsourcing. Three. What's taking up the most of your time? The, one of the main reasons that we outsource is we want to free up our time to focus on other, other things like business development and relationships and engagement, okay? What's the stuff that takes up a lot of your time that can be outsourced? For example, if you don't like the tedious editing or repurposing of content, let's outsource that. If you don't like graphic design, let's outsource that. If you don't like the actual posting on social media, outsource that. Try to find the things that are very time-consuming and ixnay on the time-consuming nay. I think that works. Anyway, get rid of that stuff. And then my fourth tip for outsourcing your podcast is what is going to take the most time for you to learn? What takes the most education? I mean, video editing takes a long time to master and learn. Social media can also be daunting. That's one of the things that we focus here on at Mark Savant Media is you don't need to spend all your time learning how to edit video or learning how to brand build and all this stuff. You can, and we can teach you. We can definitely help you there helped a lot of people. But you don't need to learn that. We have all the resources here at Mark Savant Media to do all the video editing and the posting and the strategy and the branding and et cetera, et cetera. Again, you can do it, but you, you got to understand and try to prioritize where's your time best spent? Is your time best spent learning how the algorithm on YouTube works? Or is your time best spent actually recording top-notch quality videos that are structured in a way that allows you to purpose them for multiple platforms, okay? So just think about what is going to take you the most learning and let's outsource that stuff so you don't have to go and take out a second mortgage for a second college degree. You're like You don't need to do all that stuff. Just hire someone that knows how to do it. You'll be much happier. So then the conversation in the room kind of 
took a turn and we started talking about some of the new stuff that's happening. And I don't have a ton of information on this yet, but I at least want to put it on your radar. I think this is really, really important. So first off, you're going to start noticing that a lot of vendors are starting to incorporate subscription style benefits for creators. So as an example, and I haven't, I haven't taken this leap yet. I'm starting to learn about it. But for example, let's say you really want to listen to the After Hours Entrepreneur. I could create it on Apple so that you need to actually have a subscription. You actually need to pay a monthly fee for access to that show. Spotify rolled out the same thing. So we've got Apple and Spotify, two of the largest podcast distributors, saying we want subscriptions. We want you exclusively listening here and we are going to pay the creator. I don't know how this is going to play out long term, but it's it's an interesting play. It, it definitely opens up some space for creators to generate more income and more revenue. My concern here is that if you're generating all your income from, let's say, iTunes or Apple, what happens if you get banned for some reason? Maybe you say the wrong thing, you bring the wrong guest on, you get banned. That That's a problem. That could, that could call, pose a threat to your business. But let's say you're not worried about getting banned. You're not touching on any touchy subjects or anything like that, which, I mean, who knows? It seems like every day the, the bar kind of shifts on what's, what's allowed to be said and what's not allowed to be said. But some of the other exposures are, well, what if iTunes decides instead of paying $10 per thousand listeners, they're going to give you $5 per thousand listeners? Well, they just cut your revenue in half, okay? And that's a problem. And that's something that they can easily, easily do. Would they? I don't know. I mean, YouTube has made a lot of changes around monetization, AdSense, so I would think that they probably will. Right now, we've got kind of like a, a a war going on amongst all these audio companies, right? They're all kind of going at it, and they're trying to give tons of benefits to their content creators right now. But after they've got the monopoly, after they've got all of the nation and the world's attention, they don't really need to give you that benefit anymore, or at least it's you're not as important because they've already won, you know? So that also makes me a little nervous. I think in general, as you grow, as you build, you want to try to grow your own assets, meaning your own email list, your own text list. Maybe you're building out a website with a community, with engagement. So I just encourage everyone, look at the subscription, start thinking about it. I'll have more information coming on this because I think it's really important to us as creators that we know about how we can generate more income from our hustle. But definitely keep an eye on, on it. But also, again, please make sure that you're building your own audience on your land, not on rented land. Because iTunes, Spotify, YouTube is rented land. I'm there and I'll be there for you for years to come. But just keep in mind, if you put all your eggs in that basket, don't be mad one day when it gets crushed. So the last thing I want to talk about briefly is something that I'm really excited about. I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but it's the Facebook Live audio rooms, Facebook Live audio rooms. Zuckerberg just started testing it. It just went into beta testing right now, uh, I think yesterday or today. So this is very similar to what you have in Clubhouse, right? You've got audio only, few people at the top speaking, and then a bunch of people in the audience listening. And right now, honestly, right now it looks almost exactly like Clubhouse, which is, I'm I'm ambivalent about it. Like I, it doesn't matter to me if I'm on Clubhouse or if. I'm on Facebook or Instagram, like wherever I can reach people and to, and deliver a message that people need to hear, like that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. So I think that Facebook live audio is very, very interesting. Facebook obviously is a giant player in the social media space. They can also leverage the billions of users that are already on the Facebook platform. So 
I'll tell you this for sure. I, I love Clubhouse. I love the format, but I will definitely be playing with the Facebook Live audio. Uh, I also think that growing a Facebook page right now, a Facebook brand right now, business, really, really tough. It's a very saturated market. But as we all know, if you're trying the new things, you will get rewarded. So let's just say that you're one of the first to market and you're really pushing your Facebook live audio rooms. You might get a huge kick or huge tick or huge organic boost to your Facebook page as a result. I don't know how this is going to work out. I, I really don't. But I can tell you this, when Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, whenever one of these vendors launches a new program, you should definitely keep your eyes open, your ears open. And as Pat Flynn said on our podcast together, 20% of your effort needs to be trying something new. So don't sleep on the Facebook audio. I'm telling you, it's going to be big. It's going to be a big deal. Listen, that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening to After Hours Entrepreneur. This is Mark Savant signing off. Go out and create something amazing. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe and leave a five-star review to let Apple know you enjoyed this. And uh, I will catch you here next time. We are going to be back live in the building on Clubhouse, 10 a.m. Eastern, every Saturday morning. So get off the couch, stop listening, and start talking. Join me and the rest of the Club Pod fam, the rest of the After Hours Entrepreneurs, and join me on Clubhouse every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern. I will see you there. You've been listening to the After Hours Entrepreneur. This is Mark Savant signing off. Peace.